Today's episode is brought to you by Heart. Use code HSDT15 for 15% off your purchase throughout the month of December. I want to take a minute to talk about one of my favorite jewelry brands, Heart. Based in Charleston, South Carolina, Heart started her jewelry line in 2016 with the mission to make soul-boosting, joyful, and premium quality jewelry at attainable prices. We finally got to hang out in real life at the Southern Coterie Round Top, and I can say that she truly stands behind her original designs and quality promise. Hart is best known for her custom charm jewelry, which is a little luxury that will stand the test of time. Hart made me a custom charm necklace months ago. I wear it all of the time, and it looks as good as new. Hart's goal is to design jewelry that isn't just luxurious, beautiful, and cool. More importantly, the charms are tools for self-transformation and manifestation. Her unique charms serve as wearable reminders to help you tap into intentions, let go of negativity, and honor your authentic self. You can further personalize your custom piece with letters, numbers, zodiacs, and lucky symbols. Every order is bespoke and handmade in their downtown Charleston studio. Obsessed with quality, Heart partners with the world's best manufacturers to create their proprietary enduring formula for luxurious gold plating that is hypoallergenic and will stand the test of time. They use 4 to 10 more gold than competitors, meaning your necklace or bracelet will resist tarnishing for years and years with proper care. These are real deal modern heirlooms. With a variety of chains and charms, there is a custom heart necklace or bracelet for everyone, from dainty layering pieces to bold statement necklaces. They make great gifts. If you're in Charleston, visit their shop and design studio at 650 King Street. If shopping online, head to the nifty drag and drop jewelry builder page on their website. You can even book a free virtual styling session on Zoom with their talented assemblers who will assemble your necklace on the spot. We're excited to offer a special discount for listeners. Use code HSDT15 for 15% off your first order. Head to hearthaggerty.com to shop. Hi everyone, I am Emily Landers and this is How'd She Do That? a podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome everyone, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm so happy that you're here and that you are joining us. If this is your first time listening, a very special welcome to you. And perhaps you have been here from the very beginning, way back in June, 2020. I know we have a lot of longtime listeners here as well. Um, And I just wanna say thank you, you guys are the best. And I know you enjoy seeing the podcast grow as much as I do. You all have been here from the beginning. Well, today's episode is one that's very special to me, and I have been so eager to share. If you're over on Patreon, if you're a Patreon member, you will have actually already slightly been introduced to my guest, Kimberly Cohen, through one of her hotels that my husband Luke and I went to in St. Tropez earlier this year. Kimberly is the artistic director and co-founder of Maison which is a hotel collection. Uh, and we were able to actually go to lunch to one of her beautiful hotels 
Chelsea see it in person. So this is a long time coming this episode. And it's one that's very special to me. I find it absolutely amazing to be able to record here in Los Angeles with someone like Kimberly, who's in Paris, uh, on the date that we recorded. And to think of how we started, and where we're headed, I'm so grateful. And I hope that conversations like today is just a great reminder to all of us, myself included, for where HSDT can go and where we're headed, what my hopes are. My hopes are that we can continue to bring uh, conversations from women all around the world with lots of different life experience, lots of different uh, lessons to share. And Kimberly shared many of them today. You'll also hear uh, a quote from one of her friends that she mentions that had me thinking long after we stopped recording. I also want share that as I did over on Patreon, patreon.com slash how'd she do that, you can see our French Riviera vlog, which of course has a stint at one of Kimberly's hotels. So you can see a little bit more of the behind the scenes as always the BTS of HSDT is at patreon.com slash how'd she do that. And if you haven't taken a moment to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, please feel free to do so. There's also an option over on Spotify, should you listen there. And you guys, we have another episode coming out on Friday. Our holiday series continues with Friday episodes throughout the month of December. Well, you guys, I think that's the best update I can give you. Here is Kimberly Cohen on How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Kimberly Cohen, is the artistic director and one of the co-founders at Maison Periante. Leaving home at an early age to discover the world, Kimberly spent eight years in the U.S. splitting her time between New York and Los Angeles, studying at the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in Los Angeles. Her first professional experience was in fashion. Inspired by the pioneering business spirit of the West Coast, she quickly embarked on the company's great adventure, launching a seasonal furnished rental business in Los Angeles. In 2015, Equipped with this international experience, she joined the growing family group and became their artistic director. Her focus is on the identity of hotel projects, their positioning, promotion, and their sourcing. Nothing is more exciting to her than imagining the atmosphere of a place from the tableware to the all-factory signature and the choice of bedroom amenities, a special touch for guests of the hotels. We are so excited she's here. Kimberly, welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to, to discuss with you, Emily. So thanks a lot for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I'm so excited because I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but my husband and I were recently in Saint-Tropez. We had a wonderful time visiting one of your beautiful hotels. So to have you on the call today, it's such a treat for me, Kimberly, and I'm excited to dive in. Thank you. Well, it's really fun because many of my listeners who listen often know that we love to kind of start from the beginning. So I did mention a little bit about your time in the U.S., but perhaps you tell us what was the draw to the U.S. and how did you ultimately decide to study at the Fashion Institute of Design? So I always was very attracted by the USA, uh, mostly Los Angeles. I uh, went there on a trip when I was 12 or 13 years old. My parents sent me to a friend of, of theirs to, you know, get 
practice my English, if I may say, and mm -hmm. I always knew I wanted to live there. Uh, my sister actually moved there a couple of years uh, before I did, and so I used to go to visit her from my 15 to uh, my 20s uh, when I moved there, and I actually met a boy in LA. Oh. So that's why I moved. Oh. <laughs> my parents thought I was crazy, but uh, I was in love <laughs> at the time. So, so I did that, and um, I started a, a business, um, a fashion business school in, in Paris. Um, and I decided to to keep on going in, in LA. Um, I looked it up, and I, I looked at uh, the different options that, uh, uh, that that were there. And I, I saw that um, FIDM, the Fashion um, Institute, was was for me the, the best option, um, knowing that. Um, Uh, fashion was always, I think, in my DNA uh, because my father uh, actually was uh, the co-founder of the brand Naf Naf, mm. which is maybe less known in the US, but it's it's big in it's big in Europe and in Asia. Um, it's a fast um, it's a fast fashion brand, mm. so I kind of like grew up in it. So I always knew that I wanted to do something with fashion and lifestyle. But uh, my thing was always more the manufacturing and the business side of it, even though design really interested me. So you really like the pieces coming together, not as much of the design side? Um, I think I liked both, but um, mm. I think I'm creative with my mind, but I'm not creative with my hands. If I very yeah, that is me to a T. I could not agree more. I know exactly what you're saying. So at this point in life, when you're in Los Angeles, what did you think was kind of going to be the next step upon graduating? Mm, I always thought that I would create my my business, my 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 collection. That's that's what I wanted to do, and I actually did that when I was still in school, um, just before finishing my my bachelor, my bachelor in, in science of uh, fashion, business of fashion. Mm. Um, and so I did that for um, a year, a year and a half. I, I partnered up with my best friend at the time. And of course, you know, everyone, know, everyone knows the story about, you know, part partnering with the best friend. <laughs> it, it became a mess. So we decided <laughs> to go to go our uh, different ways. And, um, and so that was that. Um, and after that, I, I, you know, I was like, what, what should I do? What am I going to do? And my father really saw that fashion was, you know, was, was not for me, even mm. though I went for that. He kept on saying that fashion was very different now than when he started. He didn't really understood the business anymore. And he, he like dissuaded me to, to pursue it. And, He told me uh, that I could do anything, you know. So mm. uh, okay, maybe I can. So I started looking and thinking of what I, you know, I could do, and and I realized that at that point that there was kind of a change in the market with, you know, the the the, the upcoming of of all the Airbnb and all these short term rentals uh, companies, yep. and it was like a change of 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 mind um, and and a new business uh, coming to life. And so I think I wanted to be part of that. So at the time I. Um, I got a little um, properties that had a five five little bungalows oh. that I um, renovated and uh, put on on the market for short term rental and so that was kind of my first experience in in the hospitality if I may say but that was great because I I really did everything from the you know the, the the decoration to the website the marketing and you know it was very very interesting for me very 
uh, nourishing and a great experience. Well, and it's really cool how it ties in with all that you're doing now. I mean, it's amazing to think of you stepping out of school. And I love the encouragement that your father gave, knowing you, you know, to be able to say, hey, I know you better than anyone else, more likely than not. And perhaps there's other entities and other, uh, you know, industries that you may want to step into. So you do. You have your first experience in hospitality. How fun to know that it was here. I'm recording from Los Angeles. Angeles, you're in Paris. How fun to know that it was here that 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 began. So tell us this, at this point, are there any hotels within your family business or not yet? Um, at that point, no. Um, wow. No, actually, um, no, that's a lie. Um, actually, <laughs> yes. So at the time, um, my my father, when he sold his company, um, he invested a lot into real estate. And my, mm. my sister, Leslie, that we co-founded Maison Parient with, um, was working with him at the time. And uh, he still is. Um, and over, overseeing all the, the real estate. And uh, they had the opportunity to purchase a land in uh, Courchevel. Courchevel is a city in the Alps. Uh, wow. in the three valleys and um, so they purchased a land and it made sense uh, to them at, at the time to build a hotel on it but they didn't know anything about you know hospitality and hotel knowing that Courchevel is is you know for the market of hotels it's very high end there is a lot of palace and five stars hotels yes. and so they, they said you know we don't know how to do a hotel uh, so we are going to partner and collaborate with you know someone that has the knowledge. So they partner with um, the collection, Haute-Cœur Collection. Ah, you know, yes. They have Bristol, the Eden Rock in Cap d'Antibes, Lansboro in, uh, in London. They have many great, great palaces and, 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 and hotels. Um, and so they partnered with them and they really enjoyed, my sister really enjoyed the experience of creating the hotel with them because um, I think, at the time, she brought like an, um, how do you say, um, a different eye vision to to their uh, to to their uh, to their collection, uh, mm -hmm. just because she was not from hospitality. So she became she came with an eye of of, of a guest rather than you know of, of a manager of someone that is in the business. Mm. So it was very interesting. And at the time, they said, you know, if if one day we can do it again, why not? Because we really enjoyed uh, doing it. Mm. It was always in their mind somewhere, but we really didn't think we would act on it, you know? Oh, my. Well, it is so fun to, because to think of where you all are now and how you at, you have acted on on this love and this amazing uh, ability as a team. And remind me, your sister's name is Leslie, isn't it? Leslie, exactly. Yes. So Leslie is is partnering and she's really, you know, enjoying this. Tell us this. What were the rumblings for you to perhaps be speaking with Leslie, other family members, your dad, and thinking, okay, you guys are you guys are having a, a lot of fun. I wonder if there's something I could assist with. And is this in Los Angeles when those thoughts come to mind? No, actually, it didn't really go through like that. I think I, I was living in, in the US for about eight years at that wow. I decided to move back to Paris. And I you know, I did my high school in Belgium. That's where mm -hmm. I was living. So I didn't really um, lived in Paris as as a grown up. Mm -hmm. And at that time, something something was calling me. You know, in Paris, and I wanted to to move back. So I still managed my business, my rental business from Paris, oh. uh, and uh, moved back there. And you know, same thing. I didn't know what I was going to do. And so, you know, I was like, you know, can I come work with you, um, my father and my sister? And maybe you can teach me a little bit about real estate because 
not that I want to do that job, but, you know, I, I can get something maybe out of it, you know, uh, for, for my experience. That's how it went. And after maybe eight months or something like that, working with them, um, one day uh, someone presents, a, 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 you know, a, a project to my father. It was a hotel um, because at the time... Um, we were not in hospitality. So people would not show us projects, you know, uh, right. opportunities uh, to buy a hotel or to, because they, they didn't think of us for that. Right. But when we did l'apogée in, in Courchevel, then people thought, oh, you know what? The family is now buying hotels. They are mm -hmm. in the hospitality business. So they're starting showing us projects and sending us projects. So, you know, they sent us projects and my father is... Uh, is a uh, you know an autodidact I don't know if I, we can say yes yeah no not architect um, oh. he's a self, self sorry self made uh, man he didn't go to school but he's always uh, up for the challenge he's not scared of putting everything he has into into question again and again just because <laughs> he, he's like I don't know he's he's thirsty for always something new and so. He went and visited some hotels, some that he loved. And one day he called us, my sister and I, and he told us, uh, I'm buying a hotel in Provence. And oh. we were like, what? To do what? <laughs> and he's like, I just fell in love with the most beautiful place on earth. Uh, I'm buying this hotel. And we're like, but to do what? Like, uh, you know, if it's already built, what are we going to do with this hotel? You know, buy a land, we build a hotel and we give it to somebody to manage. Yes. But then said, I don't know, we'll just buy it and we'll see. And and he didn't just buy one hotel that year, he actually bought a second one. So he bought Crayon Le Brave in Provence. There was a hotel that was there for about 30 years. That's a beautiful um, hotel that is a village. It's it's The hotel and the village make one. So it's kind of, it's very different from anything you will see. It's facing Le Mont Ventoux. It has amazing views. There is not really corridors, but rather alleys to go wow. from one place to another. It's, it's really magical, this place. And then he purchased a hotel in Saint-Tropez, mm -hmm. uh, Lupiné, the one you actually went to have lunch. Yes. Um, and uh, we uh, we participate to, um, how do we say, uh, um, a bid that, uh, that, uh, that uh, the... The town, the town of Meribel uh, did to to create a, a hotel on on a, on the slopes on on, a, oh, on wow. land, and uh, we actually won won it. Oh uh, my So on on one year, in one year, we actually were uh, owners of two hotels and one land to build a hotel, and we were like what are we going to do? It was very overwhelming at that time, but we sat, we talked, and we said, either we give those hotels to someone to manage, or uh, maybe we have something to say in the industry. Maybe our vision is, you know, you know, is relevant, and maybe we can create a collection with our values, you know, wow. um, our values of... Uh, uh, of generosity, simple luxury, um, um, and, 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 and come apart as a collection. Mm. And so that, that's what we did. Mm. It's amazing to hear the inside scoop and the details. Now, tell me this, because you did just mention two new hot hotels, one new land project to, to build. What year was this, or, or what are the years that we're looking at here? 
So that was in 2017. 2017. And we actually opened all of them in 2019. Wow. Oh my goodness. We built the hotel in in Meribel, the land. We built the hotel that was uh, 130,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. We built that in 18 months. Gosh. It was insane. We didn't have, we had no life at the time. Um, <laughs> we didn't know anything about the business. So it was a big challenge. Uh, we surrounded ourselves with some people, but you know, some, some, some people that had experience and we really leaned on those people to, 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 to show us. We, we mm. made mistakes and we learned from them, mm. but it was, it was, it was an amazing challenge. Honestly, it was very, it was a great learning experience also. Mm. Well, and to be able to do it with, you know, people who are so close to you that you adore and love your your family to be in this together. I'm so curious as to when you made the decision, because for those of you who are listening and perhaps, um, you know, some of what Kimberly's sharing is new in regard to the hotel side of things. So there are collections that will, you know, bring a hotel under their wing, so to speak, and assist with lots of different um, areas of the hotel's operation and marketing. And, and whatnot. But Kimberly, you just shared, and I think this is such an incredible thing that your family has done. You decided, you guys, I don't know exactly what the conversation looked like, but you actually looked at each other and thought, okay, we have enough hotels. What would it look like to have a collection um, that covers all of them? Who who came up with that idea? Because I think it would be so easy to continue the business, to continue to find. And by the way, the this, the properties she's talking about are insanely stunning. They're they're just impeccable, and we'll give you a chance later on to connect with them on social and whatnot. But at what point did you guys look at each other and think, hold on, why would we, you know, perhaps share our hotels with other collections when we have enough to to do something really beautiful here? Um. I think we were a little bit crazy, uh, <laughs> right. but so like you said, the fact that we had three hotels at the same time, and we had to, you know, think of what we we would do as, you know, three hotels. We thought, you know, maybe we can. Um, uh, how do you say in English? Maybe we can. Uh, um, um, we have enough hotels with three hotels to hire, um, to mutual, mutualize services, mm-hmm. you know, and to hire a good salesman, a good marketing, uh, um, you know, to, to, ha- to have the, the, the services to, to, um, to help those hotels, you know, mm. uh, to run them. Because it's difficult when, uh, when you have one hotel, then you need, um, you know, one HR, you need one um, uh, accountant, you need one, you know, you need exactly. one of everything. And when you have three hotels, then we thought we can um, mutualize the, the services and, and it just made more sense uh, in terms of um, uh, financial point. Mm. of you but also i think it's, it was also about the values that we that we wanted to to share uh, mm. with the customers and also with uh, our uh, collaborators with our mm. employees uh, because uh, we didn't find that everywhere because um, i think nowadays the, the 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 hospitality world changed a lot the hotels change are changing a lot nowadays mm. Before, at one point, we were all about standardization, you know. Uh, you wanted to go to one hotel and uh, you wanted to know what you were paying for. And so you had the same hotel if you went to Paris, to New York, or mm-hmm. to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
now what we are trying to do is really um, um, it's really to to do something that is authentic. Uh, that's very important for us. Uh, something that you feel at home. Uh, we have the taste for beautiful things. We have, a, you know, an a, a artistic ap appetite mm. and creativity, and we want to let that. Um, we want that to show in our hotels, and we run them um, also with uh, the family spirit. We work, you know, we, I work with my father and my sister. Now, of course, we recruited a great team that that you know help us every day. That that run everything, uh, but it was also about coming together, the generosity, the sharing, the happiness of being together, uh, you know, with the customers and with the employees. Um, and also, um, I think in a lot of hotels now, um, just because they are so big to run and it's like that's the way it's supposed to, to be done because everybody goes to like hospitality school and right. there is sometimes it's missing a little bit of open mind, you know? Yes. And because we are not from the business, we were very open-minded and uh, we had the, 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 desire, the desire of standing out and um, and to modern, modernize, modern, oula, modernize uh, things, um, doing something like um, ultra personalization. We really have an eye for the detail and that's what we... We wanted to, to show in our hotels uh, that um, you won't find the same thing in Le Coucou, in Meribel, or in Saint-Tropez, Loupiné, or in Crayon le Brave, just because you don't expect the same when you go to Provence, or you, when you go to French Riviera, or when you go to the, the ski. Right. And, um, and so every time we put everything back into... Um, into how do you say, um, we, we, it, we change everything. Every time it's, it's brand new, it's, it's a new exercise for every hotel. The only thing we keep is really the values of generosity and the family spirit, but the approach for the design is always, uh, um, is always new. Hmm. Well, you say it all so well. And the generosity, the family spirit, I know my husband and I experienced that when we visited. And to think of you guys, I mean, I, I'm going back kind of to 2017 and your dad is sharing, I bought this hotel, let's do something. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. What was it like for you to visit these properties and the land for the first time? What were you feeling and sensing as you saw all of these things come together? Um, so actually, when he told us I'm buying the hotel in Provence, we're like, no, not going to do that. <laughs> um, let, let, let us come see it. So uh, a couple of weeks later, we, we took the train. It was only two and a half hours away from Paris with the TGV. We went there. And when we arrived, my sister and I were like, you know, jaw dropping, like, wow, what is this place? How beautiful. There is something really magical about, about the place, about the view. Mm. Uh, you have, you know, it, it, everybody feels the same. So you really have to check it out. It's called <laughs> Creole It's really beautiful. And so when we arrived there and we saw this, we're like, we are so stupid. We go around the world, take planes and do this to go on vacation in places that are beautiful, but we have beautiful in our background in France. You know, why do yes. we go so far? And um, we understood what my father, you know, meant and, and, and so in that place, and we're like, okay, go bite. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and so we started to do, uh, you know, financial checks and everything, look at, at the numbers, if it makes sense. And then we, we, we took a bet and, and bought it. Um, and for the land, actually, um, in, in Mary Bell, uh, first, we didn't think, I think, we were going to win 
the the the, the bid of right. the challenge. So we prepared the, the project and and we did win. And I think what what seduced the the, the town at, at the time is the fact that we were a family and that we came and defended our project as a family. You know. Wow. Um, as as for the others that were you know betting on, on the project, they were also great names, but they sent their investors or their you know uh, trust people, but they didn't come them themselves. And I think what the town liked is that we we were there, you know. Mm, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, there's something to be said about a family that can come together and work together in and create beautiful, incredible places. Like the the places we're talking about, you guys. It's they're they're absolutely gorgeous. And to know Kimberly that your hand is is in so much of it, I'd love to know because the process of opening a hotel, there are so many different steps that I'm sure I could not even grasp and put my mind around. I could guess some of them, but. But after the purchase of a hotel and after, you know, um, successfully the, the bidding war and winning and, and thinking, okay, we're going to move forward with this, but specifically with the hotels that already have a, a structure, what does it look like to bring in, are you bringing in an interior designer? What does it look like to actually bring in the, the look and feel of your family's eye and style? So... So usually we start to think with my sister, what do we want to say with this hotel? You know, what is the vision that we have? You know, just in terms of feeling, we try to put words on it. Mm. Then uh, we need to find an architect who would actually, mm. um, you know, handle the permits and everything that is structural. Because even if we buy a hotel that is already there, we always make changes to it. Mm. Um, structural changing uh, changes, adding uh, you know some some places or demolishing a wall, this and that. Uh, we of course put in um, interior decorator um, that uh, we choose be because of the story that we wrote, my sister and I. You know, uh, because we don't want him to do what we want. We we choose somebody to do what you know. If we choose them, it's because of their talent. So usually we tell them a little bit the story that we want to tell, and then we give them a you know a carte blanche like a free they're free to to design it, and after we we'll exchange on it, knowing of course of course that uh, in hospitality you have to keep in mind that certain fabrics cannot be used and this and that. Mm. Um, um, and then we start working on everything that has to do with the marketing, the uh, graphic design, the naming, um, and everything from um, the design, designing all the, the furniture. That's the, that's the, the the interior decorator's job. But then we have to produce it so that we we take care of that, uh, of course, uh, with the the manufacturers and um, the decorator that we put in hand. And then after, you know, we work on the website, but also all the different. Um, uh, little details that uh, make the atmosphere from uh, the smell, the music, the the tableware, you know, um, what type of um, gift you will have in the room, what type of amenities you will have for the guest, um, um, you know, a lot, a lot of details. <laughs> I mean, a lot of details. Kimberly, thank you. That's like a crash course in, in anyone who's ever thought of, of um, you know, having a hotel. Why not, you guys? Kimberly just gave us an amazing crash course. But I think something that's so cool about yourself and about your family, there's so many pieces of this conversation that I'm I'm just kind of it's highlight, it's being highlighted in my mind as you share. Um 
you guys are really good at delegating. You're really good at bringing team members alongside you that you just mentioned. It's their expertise that you hire them. Is that ever challenging to do? Does it ever become a little bit too personal or, or are you really able to say, no, let's get the best people around us and, and have them do their thing? Mm. I think that's something that we learned uh, from my father. Mm. Um, he always had the humility uh, to know what he didn't know. Mm. And uh, that's because maybe he didn't go to school. You know, he started working when he was, I don't know, 15 years old and he never stopped. Wow. And I don't think he would ever stop. <laughs> um, but you have to know what you don't know. And you have to recruit the best and learn from them. Mm. Because, you know, for us... Uh, it's a great journey also because we hire such, you know, the, we hire, we try to find the best talents around and, and learn from them. It's um, like, I'd rather be with somebody that I'm like, oh, wow, they're so smart. And what they said is so, you know, intelligent rather than I, I could have done that. And, you know, mm. I'm better at that. So I, I, I much more prefer to be the, the, the I won't say the, the stupid, but the less... Um, <laughs> The, the less uh, experience in the room than, mm. than the, the, the most experience, you know. Such a great lesson. And yeah, you're right. Maybe the student even of, of those that you put in place that are uh, in, uh, you know, their area of expertise that, that we can't be everything. So I, I just, I love that that is a value that your family carries. And I love that you would honor your dad in the way of just expressing his humility to, to know what he doesn't know. And then you guys are able to take everything to the next level because of that lesson and because of the ability to, um, you know, have that humility and say, I would prefer, like you said, I'd prefer the best of the best to be here alongside me um, and have them do their thing. So I, I think that speaks volumes of you guys as well as uh, the hotels. Well, I'd love to know too, because it's fun to hear all of the different highlights and all of the wonderful things that have come together. But is there perhaps a, a, an instance or, or maybe a hiccup throughout this process that you'd say failure has actually helped shape your career? Mm, I think, uh, yes, absolutely. There is. How, <laughs> how can it not be? Um, yes, at the beginning, I think we were all very... Uh, how do you say, excited to, to, to start in this adventure. And of course, we did a lot of mistakes because we didn't know. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, but that's okay. At the beginning, actually, there was two things that I, that I worked on very hard. There was for, the, 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 there was for uh, Le Coucou in Meribel. Um, it was a partnership with the restaurant that we wanted to do and it fell apart. And for me, it was, it was, it was sad because I worked on it a lot and I was sure of it and, and it didn't happen. Um, and I think now I'm, I, I, I learned maybe from it, but I'm very happy it didn't happen because I'm so happy with a beef bar that we went on in a partnership with. Mm. Um, and I think in as a more general way, um, I think you 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 learn uh, from from your mistake, from your failures. Mm. Um, and it's important to do so. It's important to fail like this. Uh, like like this, you you learn. Uh, and uh, and I think one of the things also I learned is that you. Um, my, my dad always says that you you don't die from a deal you you don't do. Mm. Um, it's rather the contrary. Sometimes you can you, you you can make a bad deal and it it can kill you. But if you didn't make the deal, then it's fine. Um, mm. 
and and that you have to take a, you know more distance sometimes from from things um 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 also i think yeah there is not one particular uh, mistake that i have in mind or uh, a failure that that i have in mind but i know that every day i make little you know mistake and failure but I, as long as i learn from it then it's fine mm-hmm. um so the fact that i have my sister and my dad to lean on um and they can lean on me also is very um constructing um um for me because we we can always exchange and also we can always um have a, a fresh uh, perspective mm. you know on every decision we make and we always uh, put ourselves into questions mm. It, it's just, it's so fun to hear. And I, I take notes during these calls, Kimberly, and, and my notes are going crazy. I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I love it. I'm like quoting you, quoting your dad. I mean, this insight um, and what you're sharing, it's its so important, I think, for any any entrepreneur, anyone listening, um, yeah, to, to take the risks. And like you said, too, even with a, the great example of, of a restaurant situation, you know, usually, more often than not, things come together better than you may have expected and to just be able to continue on to continue to hold your head high and make that next decision and the next step. Well, we've spoken a lot about the hotels and they are beyond impressive. I mean, I could I could go on and on. I'll stop myself. But we haven't spoken too much about what it has felt like to actually see guests in these locations. What does it feel like? How does your family feel when you guys get positive, you know, reviews or even, you know, just compliments from your actual guests? Mm, it was amazing. We actually the first day when we opened the hotel, it was it was the first hotel we opened. It was um, it was Lupine, and my sister and I we were a little bit late with the construction. We were <laughs> there for the, about two weeks. My father was um, opening the the, the 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 boxes and you know setting up the, the, the everything. The, the everybody was doing everything. It was crazy, but it was a, a great you know working family coming coming together to to make something happen uh but um yeah the 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 day when when it opened and we we saw the guests arrive my sister and i had to like hide and we went to the bathroom and we started crying because for us it was just so much work you know and actually you know came to life so that was amazing but then, yes, after when we had the first reviews and people told us, oh, the, the, the bedding was amazing. Oh, I like the detail in the room. Oh, mm-hmm. I noticed the smell. I love the smell. Um, we had reviews on the restaurants. And then, so the, the first year, that was the first year. It was amazing. But then the second year, we started having repeat customer. Customer oh. that came back. And that for us meant the world because... You know, they they understand the, the the values, they understand the vision, they feel comfortable in our hotel. Because the way we we build the hotel, the way we we create them is that we want our guests to feel at home. Mm-hmm. The idea behind Maison Pariente was to um, create family vacation houses that we would open to, to the guests. So we designed them like if they were our homes. So in Saint Tropez, what we said is that what what would you dream what what the ha- what would be the house that you you would dream of if if you uh-huh. had one in Saint-Tropez so Lupine is, is kind of that and I think guests understand that and they see the attention to detail they when they arrive they automatically feel at home mm-hmm. uh, and that's why they start to come back 
Um, and also now, what I really enjoy is that some of the guests that came to Saint-Tropez are now coming to Crillon or to Le Coucou. Oh, and the other, a couple couple months ago, actually, one of them told, told us, um, to my sister and I, it's funny, they have nothing to do with each other in terms of the design and the smell, but you can see there is a, like, a touch there is a touch that that link link them all together oh. and so for for us we were like very proud because that's what we wanted to create mm. um, like you said it's a collection and then under this collection there is individual hotels you know and and so the collection links them uh, with the values and and and, yeah, and and the core dna of of the collection but then each hotel is independent and has its own it's its own uh, DNA. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's amazing. It, it, it is amazing. And even too, not only are you having repeat customers, but you also, I'm even thinking of a girlfriend of mine who honeymooned uh, at your hotel in Saint-Tropez. You know, people are choosing um, the incredible spaces, places that you've created to make lifelong memories. And, and that's a very rare, you know, situation to be in as an entrepreneur, to have that ability to be a part of someone's most precious moment. So it's, it's really just beyond incredible to hear the the behind the scenes with you today. And, and I know, I'm sure you just mentioned, you know, enjoying seeing customers uh, coming, uh, guests, guests coming to the hotels. But I would love to know, what would you say has been a real wow moment for you in your career? Mm. A wow moment. Um, maybe yeah, we got uh, the uh, when we receive awards. Mm. Um, awards is kind of nice because it's the the, the customers that vote oh, uh, yes. that vote for you. So it, it's kind of nice. And oh. the reviews, I think there is not really. I think every day is is a wow moment in my, in my business. I, every day I'm super excited to go to work, and I can't wait for you know, to, to welcome new, new guests. That's mm, well, it shows, it shows in this conversation, your heart, your passion behind it, your family's passion behind it. It's, it's so much fun to unpack. Uh, and I would love to know this because you've given such great insight, such great wisdom from both your experience in working with your father, working with Leslie and, and just your life experience. But I'd love to know what would you say is perhaps the greatest lesson you have learned? Mm. That's difficult because I've learned so many. <laughs> um, maybe to be more patient because I'm very, uh, very quick um, in the way I, I do things. Um, so yeah, not to make a decision too quickly and rather sleep on it. Uh, mm. Also to to accept to be wrong, uh, probably. And uh, uh, yeah, like I told you that you can't... Um, if you don't try, you can't fail, but also you cannot succeed. So you always have to to try new things. Um, probably also that you um, you always have to set new objectives in your life, new challenges to overcome mm -hmm. uh, in order to move forward. If not, you just stand still, you know, mm -hmm. um, and to surround yourself. That's one of the most probably lesson that I that I that I've that I've learned you have to surround yourself with the best mm -hmm. and learn from them. Um yeah to never settle for less. You mm -hmm. know it's that that's also very important probably and and 
that best is the enemy of good. And my friend actually told me something um, a couple of days ago that I thought was kind of amazing. Um, she said uh, to me that um, in a lifetime, in, in a life, uh, a minute seems very long, but a lifetime is very short. So sometimes you have to, you know, to to think of that and and say it's okay. You know, even if if a, mil- a minute seems long, then you know you have to to do things in life. So don't don't be scared and take the time to to do so. Wow. Okay, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a long time, Kimberly. That yeah, is- she told it to me a couple of days ago, and I'm like, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I've never heard that before. So props to your friend. Thank you so much for that wisdom. I have chills over here. I'm going to be thinking about that one, Kimberly. Wow. I mean, all of them. So many great lessons. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's just been incredible. It's been so fun to connect with you. I'm so grateful for your time. And if I know anything about yourself and Leslie, your father, your family, and all that you guys are up to, there's always something coming up. So perhaps tell us what's next for you. So we have a big project next, which is the opening of um, Le Grand Mazarin. It's a hotel in Paris, um, in the district of Le Marais, which is an amazing um, area in, in, in the center of Paris. Um, it's going to be designed by Martin Brodinski. Mm. He's um, an amazing Swedish uh, interior designer that is, um, is based in, in London. And the idea was to revisit the French classism Class, classicism um, with some, um, with, you know, some modernity. Um, in this hotel, we will have 61 rooms, and um, and for us, it was a big challenge because it's our first wow. um, hotel open all year long. Our our other hotels are seasonal, and it's also our first urban hotel wow. in Paris, uh, our city. So very challenging for us, and uh, we really wanted to create a unique experience there. Um, we are going to have a pool, um, underground pool, a bar, a unique um, concept, a restaurant concept that I, I don't, I cannot say <laughs> too much right now. But I, I invite you to discover it when we open in at the beginning of the year. Yes. Um, yeah, and the idea was to have um, a flamboyant decoration with like like uh, all the other uh, decoration um, project, an authenticity in the approach. Um, and also, we wanted to create a place that looked like it has always been there, with the mix of the styles. We you couldn't really pin a, an, a time on it, an era. You know, you don't know if you are in the beginning of the the, the, the century or. So that was the idea behind behind the hotel. So yeah, that's next. Um, Le Grand Mazarin opening in Paris in in February, hopefully. fingers crossed I think it will (laughs) fabulous well I'm glad I asked because you I just know there's always something and you just mentioned um it's it's open year-round this is the first is that correct yes the first fabulous that's amazing Kimberly that's really exciting well congratulations in advance Uh, we have unpacked so much but is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to Mm -hmm. I think we, I think we, we covered a lot. Um, just uh, that I love, like maybe you understood, I love developing Maison Pariente and the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like I'm working with my family, you know, my I created, I recreated a family within my company. So that's, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. to be able to empower my employees to, you know, give them confidence and like you would do in a family. That's, that's amazing for me. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And you guys do it so well. Well, it, it has been incredible too, to think of you being in Paris. I'm here in Los Angeles. You have so many incredible women in your life, including the friend that gave that incredible update for us all to enjoy that thought that I'm going to be thinking about forever. But I always love to ask guests, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? That's hard because I know a lot, but uh, one of um one of my best friends um, is actually American. She tra- she lived a little bit all over the world. She lives mm-hmm. in uh, in New York. I met her in LA in school, actually. Uh, her name is Sarah Diaraki, and she um, uh, she created she started uh, working at the same time I, I started my my collection my uh, my clothing collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, she started a, a showroom, um, sales sales showroom. She she's starting um, clothing um, that's called Deck Collective, and she represents only women. Mm-hmm. Uh, designers and she has great selection and she's really someone that always pushes me to do best and to reinvent myself and never settle for less and 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 fight for myself and I think she's somebody somebody that that you can you can learn from you know that's that's some someone that is very dear to me Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing her with us. And you all will have to stay tuned for a potential episode, a fabulous recommendation. Thank you, Kimberly. Well, I've been teasing this and I'm sure many of our listeners have already been looking up the hotels on Instagram. They're finding you. They're looking at the beautiful photos. Perhaps they're booking a stay. Who knows? But Kimberly, where can listeners connect with you? Um, they can connect either with me on, on via the website, maisonparion.com. That's also give you access to the different houses, but also via LinkedIn. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I know that guests will enjoy hearing today's conversation. I enjoyed it immensely. Kimberly, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you very much. It was uh, great talking to you. Uh, I feel a little bit sad not to be in LA. But, uh... <laughs> yes. Well, perhaps next visit. You, you stop in to, to France, to Paris. Uh, we can, uh, we, can, we can see each other. I would love that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Likewise. Likewise. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Brought to you by Heart Jewelry. Use code HSDT15 for 15% off your order throughout the month of December. I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We look forward to speaking to you on Friday as we continue our holiday series. We will talk to you soon.